You're listening to The Walkout live on the Giggles Live Radio Network with your host, Big Tom and Mark Domenes. Hey, what's going on? How you doing, man? I'm good, bro. How are you? Man, it's been a while. It has. It's been a while since we've talked, and uh, it's been a while since we've seen each other. That's I mean, what we were talking about just before the, the, the show came out right now. Yeah, we saw each other for a few minutes on Thursday because I had my big show there at uh, Levity Live in Oxnard. That I must say was... Uh, was awesome bro i i had a great time i you your show was really really um well put together yeah i was laughing me and my friends who came to see it were laughing um you had just really really good friends with you that night as mm-hmm. well everyone just was filled uh with really really uh you know good material um and i was very, i was proud of you i was just like man you were on a roll and I think a lot of it was cool because, um, you know, I know your kids. Yeah. I, you know, in these, ah, it just made it so surreal. That, you know, <laughs> all these things, you know, to hear you just, just going, uh, you know, that was, I, I just had to tell you how awesome it was. Thank you. Well, thank you, man. And I was, it was a kind of a special night. I mean, it was a special night because I had a lot of friends there for one and a lot of support, obviously. Right. But also, I shared a few stories that I'd never told on stage before. And I had uh, a state, a, sh- uh, a story that I'd told a few times that really kind of got laughs for the first time. And that's, you know, there was, I was kind of force feeding. I don't know if you remember the story about when I was in boot camp and my drill instructor was fighting with his wife all the time. It's one of my favorite stories me and you shared. So. <laughs> and for some reason, it never got the laughs that I thought that it deserved, but uh, but it resonated that night and people kind of followed along with me the way I wanted wanted people to. So I, yeah. So I think I've kind of found maybe a little bit of character for the story that I was missing. Yeah. Because you're kind of an interpreter. Like, you know that something funny happens, but you've got to explain it to somebody else. Like... Why this is funny. This is what makes it funny to me. Very true. You know. Yeah, when you were telling it to me, it was just like, I knew the story, but the way you told it up there just made it that much more funny. And it was uh it was just just good, man. It was just good material, good stuff. We were laughing. Uh, you know, it was good food and good drinks. So yeah, it was just a good time. And, it, you know. It's that thing of uh trauma plus timing or pain yeah. plus timing equals <laughs> comedy because when I, when that was happening, I don't remember thinking it was funny at all. Like I don't remember okay. like it was just going on, and you're not, and maybe because you got so much going on, it's so. I mean, you're at a level of stress that's you know something that I wasn't really equipped for right. when you're in boot camp. You're in boot camp, and then this is going on, and you're just like going, really, is this got to go on while I'm doing this? Yeah, right now. And so as time went on, I kind of like I knew that that had happened, but then just recently, like I don't know, a few months ago, I was thinking about. It, and I was like, man, that's kind of a bizarre thing that him and his wife would get into these arguments and somebody else would have to march us off away from it you know <laughs> so funny <laughs> that was good man yeah it was uh, definitely uh you know when we left and it was cool that we got to you know you guys all were out in the front area yeah. and you know people got to you know talk to you and take pictures and stuff like that so it was just yeah yeah, I made sure that you got to meet Catherine. For sure. Kat's like one of my favorite human beings. So I yep. really wanted to make was, sure that you and she her was met. Damn hilarious. So yeah. She's yeah. very funny. She's yeah. very she's a she's a really great comic and I'm yeah. very proud of her. Every uh, you know, like I said, even even the host, she was hilarious all the way through. Yeah. Um, good show. Know, yeah, she did. She 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 did a great job. So yeah. Again, thank you for having us out at that. 
Yeah, I'm glad that you came out, man. We appreciate it. Well, for sure. This is a good sure. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We haven't talked in such a while because, well, before the show, we were talking about uh, before, you know, when's the last time we actually spoke? And we, I don't think we've even went over. Um, I had my competition, my boxing competition that was. Um, that was in January. At right? the Fit Expo, right? At the Fit Expo. Yeah. Yeah, so I had that. I won in the first round. That's so awesome. Um, It was really, really wild. The, the crazy thing, because just going over the video, um, it was no knockout. And I definitely had no intention of knocking out my opponent. And, I, and I, I'm not even going to say I knocked him out. I think it was more of a well-placed shot that put him down mm-hmm. and then he you know was probably dazed and had to just come to um but you know we had the first round um you know it was cool we watched a lot of fights and then it you know it started getting a little to the end to the latter end and I was ready to go but you know they called us up and uh you know we start first round cool kid uh probably like 25 years old um I was under the impression that he had only fought uh, or had been training and fighting within the year because that's what it said on the um, on the roster list. So I guess when you sign up, you know, you go ahead and tell them, um, you know, what your skill level is. Right. So, so they can match you up fairly well. Yeah. I saw that, that you know, on mine, it, it, said, it showed on there that I had fought three MMA, uh, five MMA fights one three lost two right on his thing it said six months i was like okay no big deal get in there i was even cool enough to kind of be like told the ref like i think he he he's younger than me but uh you know i'm not sure if he's like as skilled or not so you know just trying to let them know is it cool and i, I always and i noticed the the, the ring guy's like oh no he's fine i'm like okay guess that would have been a sign maybe they knew him maybe i don't know did they think he was gonna dial you in or something like that maybe they're gonna make an example i had no idea so we just boom we go in there they tell us both to keep it clean we start i start and i instantly you know start doing what i do which is you know i have real good handwork so you know i start you know jab up top jab to the body yeah you know i start doing some overhands he starts getting caught by a few of them right as soon as it starts. And he hits me with a good shot. And the ref stops the fight and pretty much says, hey, you know, um, you guys calm down because it's a no-knockout tournament. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, we go back at it. I'm doing the same thing I did just a minute ago, putting hands. And he stops the fight again and says, hey, now tells me, you know, hey, I'm like, okay. I I actually told the ref, I was like, I didn't hit him that hard. So we go back in, and now we're we're, we're tangoing, and um, he kind of keeps circling to my power arm, and uh, we get first round. We get you know rounds almost about over, about ten seconds. Rounds almost about about ten, fifteen seconds, and I um, he you know we get in a tango where I hit him, he hits me. And he stops me with the shot from doing what I was going to do. But at that time, I think he thought that, you know, I was dazed or whatever was going to come to. So when he came forward, I just hit him with another overhand right. Boom. Right in the face. Boom. And he just dropped. 
just like that, he was out. And oh. so, yeah, so I won that tournament. And it was cool. You know, I, thought, I thought I was going to get DQ'd. And, you know, because I already knew there's no knockout. And that looked like a knockout. He was out. Right. Arms out. He wasn't getting up. How and hard is that, though, to pull back and not strike? Like, because you're a striker. Like, that's your MMA career. You're known as a striker. How, how, how that's got to be difficult to be like, okay, I'm going to strike, but not strike the way I'm trained to strike. Man, right? it is. Yeah, it's, it's kind of... When it kept stopping, it, it breaks your rhythm because you're just trying to, you know, you're trying to, to get get into the fight. But you got to remember that you can't hit hard. But we got on headgear and we got on, you know, mm-hmm. our, we got on all this protective stuff for boxing. But we can't knock each other. And I get it. It means that you can't just, we can't just see you swinging for the fences. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Okay, and I get it. They want to see skill. They want to see, see you outmatch your opponent. Right. Exactly. So. When I saw when I saw the knockdown, he was down. His arms were flat out. The refs were over and trying to get him up for a minute. And then I was thinking, oh man, I'm DQ'd. They has, but then no, they got him up and I won. Because I guess to them, you know, it was a clean shot. Right, right. Clean shot was no heart. I didn't fly off the handle and hit this guy. Now it was just a perfectly planted right hand punch right down the pipe. Now, remind me, have you fought Muay Thai before? Yes. Okay, so Muay Thai, my introduction to Muay Thai, uh, w- uh, when I, I did a signing, we did like a, an appearance where we had Chris Cyborg come out to a card shop in Whittier. Okay. Several, it was quite a few years ago now, maybe over 12 years ago. It was a while ago. Um, and she fought a Muay Thai fight in Vegas. It was like her first Muay Thai fight. And like the rhythm of Muay Thai was... Not I didn't enjoy it because it's because it, it's like what you're talking about. It's like the, there would be a strike and then it's okay. We're gonna stop, stand you up. Yeah. And I kept thinking, oh, this doesn't this doesn't bode well for Cyborg because she's like somebody who she's like a shark. You know, yeah. she tastes that blood and then it's over. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Especially at that time in her career. For sure. And so and then sure enough, she ended up losing her Muay Thai fight. I can't remember. I don't. I think it was points. She lost or something. But yeah, you. Uh, it's Muay Thai. And Muay Thai, the reason why I, I competed in a Muay Thai competition, I won that as well. Um, what I'm trying to do is I won the Muay Thai competition. I won the boxing competition. I'm now going to try the jiu-jitsu competition. And I, I want to basically master all three. So with the Muay Thai, um, you have to, you know, you have to be kind of ready. That's why that music is there, that... Right, right, right. Okay, so it's not there just to fucking annoy you. It's, <laughs> you know, it, it's 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 it has it's, purpose. You know, it's not there. Sorry, it's not there to fucking annoy you. It's um, it's a rhythm, and you you know you see Muay Thai people stepping. You know, they're stepping, they're stepping. They you know they have their 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 guards ready, and they strike, and everything you know everything comes with the kick behind it. Yes, there's boxing involved, but there's always these legs that are coming behind it, and they're you know low kicks and high kicks, and you have to be looking out for those as well. So when I did that Muay Thai competition, um, I knew that my opponent will that they would know high kicks. That's why they're here at this Muay Thai competition. This isn't MMA where you know they're gonna try to take me down. Right. So it was like. I knew head kicks are going to come. There's teeth kicks, which are going to come straight to the belly. Um, 
I knew there wasn't any elbows or anything that I had to worry about, but you did have to worry about spinning backhand and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Um, sweeps and, and things like that. So I think when I went to that competition in Muay Thai, I, I just broke the patterns that I had from MMA, just read that ready to go. I told myself the whole time I practiced, which was like a, a, I had like four weeks, maybe five weeks, I just used the music. At the gym, and everybody's like, "Oh, turn that shit off!" I like, know. I'm I'm trying to follow a rhythm that needs to be there so that I'm on that thing. You wow. know, punches, kicks, back out, guard, come back in, jab, jab, kick, back up, guard, jab, jab, kick to the other side. You know, that's how Muay Thai works. A totally different rhythm. Huh. Totally different rhythm. It's nothing. Like, and then, you know, boxing, of course, has its own rhythm as well. So you could see this was the next day after her fight in oh, Vegas. wow. So you could see she has the, the, the black yeah, eye and black the busted eye. up lip, too. Yeah. Ooh, they, they were going hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. lost the fight. I can't remember if she was KO'd or if she was. I, I honestly just don't remember. It was so long ago. But um, and she's had fights. You know, she's had a lot of fights since then. Yeah. But um, but I do remember that she lost. And I remember her manager saying ahead of time, she might not be in a good mood. And then she was great. I, th I think she was with us for about three hours. And she was just so fun. She was so, so, so great. Wow. That, that was the time when uh, Dana still wasn't signing her for whatever reason. Because I think because Ronda didn't want to fight her. But yeah. Yeah. That whole thing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, brother. Yeah, that's it's really crazy. So yeah, that we didn't we never talked about that. And it was cool. And that's my next goal is to go from there and, and, and sign up and do the jiu-jitsu competition they have there and, and hopefully bring home a medal for that. Nice. I would have went through, you know. Almost every level, almost every type of competition. Yeah, so I, I actually, after that competition, I just, what was it, last week, I was promoted to purple. Nice. So that's cool. Nice. You know, I'm now a purple shirt. Oh, you know, wow. Bruce Lee used shirts, not belts. So. Oh, yeah? I didn't know that. Yeah, you you know, you start at white and work your way all the way up to, you know, your black shirt and then back to white again or whatever it is. Oh, nice. Evolution. So it's cool. Um, I always wanted to, you know, I, I've been working really hard, you know, even though I'm getting older, but I'm still working hard. Dude, that's so impressive, though. Like, you're yeah. going into sports where you don't, like... Like technically going into kickboxing, you don't have kickboxing kickboxing experience. Do you right. know what I mean? Right. But you're going in and you're doing your thing. That's just I think that's so impressive. Well, this is the way I look at it. So I had to um, get really proficient at um, all of the mixed martial arts to be able to compete in MMA competitions. Mm -hmm. That's punching, kicking. Um, and wrestling and jujitsu at at some cost because I'm not really a person who's going to submit you, but I can. Mm -hmm. um, but it takes once you have to once you're proficient in all of those, you start you know falling in love with all three of them, and then you you know if if you have a lot of you know hard and courage and and you'll get out there, you'll keep honing in on the skill of all three of them. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I came from boxing, which is number one. That's the number one love for me. And then, it, you know, I was like, I like kicking. So to do that, you got to learn kind of Muay Thai because that teaches you, you know, punching, which you may be good at, but 
incorporating your kicks with it and learning the block kicks that are coming your way as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so right, I learned that. Oh, but what happens when you're real good with your hands and kicks and somebody doesn't like that? They now are going to take you down. Oh, what do you do there? You got to wrestle, right? Because that's the f- next part of it. Jiu-jitsu is the part that's on the ground when you're submitting them and putting them out. Yeah. Well, you got to get there first. What is that? That's wrestling. So you got to kind of know wrestling. When somebody goes to take you down, what you do, you sprawl on them. You know, you you get in a wizard or you get in a, you know, underhook or something like that you post on the neck all of those things are the parts when you break them down that's the next part before somebody takes you down Mm -hmm. now you're on the ground and now jujitsu is what's going to happen now so you know it's it's a marriage yeah you know and when i look at it that way i looked at it that way and i just hone in on each of the you know the what i call them like the food groups that's what i tell my coach oh the food groups you know of mixed martial arts. So do you train all four at the same gym? Yep. Oh, nice. Yep. That's Train great. them all. Let's all just do them all. And if you guys want to be good fighters, that's what I say. If you want to be a good fighter, you got to do them all. If not, then, you know, you'll be uh, going to be a one-trick pony. Um, you know, not, and I'm not being disrespectful, not at all. I'm saying that would lead us into this weekend's, this last weekend's, you know, fight card between Spivak and, you know, my good brother, the beast, um, Derek Lewis. And he looked really great. I mean, as far as physically looked really, really good. Now that fight was at 12 o'clock at night. Wild card. I was telling you that earlier. Yeah. Just a really wild card, wild time slot to have it in. Um, as a fighter, I would be really, I fought at, Spar Star had to fight like 11 o'clock, 11.30. Yeah, I remember. I was at that fight. It was Bro, late. It's very late. It's hard for a fighter. There's even, a, um, at that point in the night, there's already a crowd turnover, too, where there, where a lot of the crowd leaves. They're gone. A couple more come in, but a lot of them leave. Yeah, yeah. they're gone. Their it's fighters really already strange. in there. They hung out for a little while. They're going to leave. Yeah. So it's like, um, you know, it's like really draining. So he got out there and, you know, I don't, I don't. I think he, you know, he started off very well because you know he he came with some good charging, um, you know, charging motions, throwing hands after him that kind of backs Spivak up. Um, he did use it again, but then he didn't really throw any punches with it, just kind of testing the waters with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, once Spivak got close to him and grabbed him, then you got to know that's where the trips came from. Boom! Grabbed him, tripped him, got him down starts to just dominate on the ground not really raining down too many punches because you know he's really good at dodging you know lewis is good at protecting himself yeah so all spivey can really do is just keep trying to gain position try to you know keep dominant position which he did um and you know he now the black beast is good at getting up too he i mean you know he's a big guy when he wants to get up he's just gonna get up yeah yeah so he started to get up and he just pulled back down, trips, pulled back down, trips, and he got to a point where Spivey just kind of alligator rolled him into head and arm, and then the fight was over, and it's the first round. So did Beast uh, gas at all? Was it no. a, none of that, huh? Mm-mm. So his cardio was actually on better than... Cardio was fine, just oh, well. no groundwork. No, I mean, you know, it's not something I don't... I, I'm not going to say that, that he doesn't do any, but I don't know. I mean, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't prepared for that particular situation. Well, 
one would say that if somebody tries to take you down in the middle, out in the open, um, you know, my job is to get to the fence. You know, now I'll get to the fence and I can find my way there. You're no longer going to be pulling me around from here. Yeah. But he stayed out in the open a lot, which meant he that's not, you know, it's not something that's a go-to. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, I would just say, you know, if I gave anyone advice about anything in this fight game, and I'm not in any level, you know, some of the top or the greats or whatever. Yeah, but you are because you're smart and you pay attention to oh, what's yeah. going on. I would so, tell yeah, them that are. I'm a coach. Yeah. I just, don't know. Yeah, yeah I, that's where I would be able to say, right. hey, I may not be up there where you are as fine as rubbing shoulders with you fighting in there, but I am a coach. Right. So I rub shoulders with your coaches. You yeah. Know, so maybe you would take advice from me, and that advice would be to just take time off and really, really start going to that art of jujitsu. In one year, if you were to use a lot of your time in one year, went to class, you know, oh, man, you would learn so much. You'd be rolling around some people and then learn how big you are. They can't do nothing with you. Could you imagine? Oh, yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah. He could revamp himself into a champion. Now, if I was his coach, that's what I would do. Yeah. But Coach Bob's a great coach. He's a um, He is a friend of mine. He's a family member. He's my brother's coach. He's a great man. Um, but he's the type who he's he's gonna force people. He's just gonna he's gonna if you if he'll you lead want. you to water because he's a great coach. Yeah, he'll lead you water. He's but, not gonna make you. Yeah. Wow. You know, so, yeah. Now, how about uh, earlier in the night? I don't know. Did you watch the the fights that went on at the forum over there at the Bellator? No. Yeah, it was. Uh, I we we tuned in. We watched the last. It was actually a pretty good card. Uh, that obviously the headline of the event was um, was Fedor versus uh, Ryan Bader. Okay. And uh, the first time those guys fought at the forum, I actually went to those. I was that was one of the Bellator promotions that I went to, and it was really crazy because Bader nice. just knocked him out like really quickly. Right. And then. He it, Vader once again got the first round, you know, stoppage, and it it was it was really it was an interesting evening because all of those legends that had fought and fought the you know that had, had uh, fought in the Emperor, all of them were there. Like everybody was there. Like um, uh, Hoist Gracie was there, uh, um, Dan Severinsen. Um, um, Dan Henderson, like everybody, Rampage, wow, everybody was there, like all of them, and they took a, a picture inside the cage, all of them together too. See, that's really cool. dope. All those are all veterans of UFC. Now they're all over at Bellator, you know, and they all look happy to be there. There's no arguing. There's no griping. Um, seems I, like they're just having a good time. I, I tell people who are interested in the sport, if you're if you really are interested in the sport and you want to be like around the sport don't right. go to ufc because if you go to a ufc fight they the ufc is a lot like the nfl where you, there's so many levels of separation between you and what's going on in the cage right like you're sitting up and you're watching it on a stage bellator that it's kind of like a family atmosphere like right. the fighters after their fights they come back and they're in the stands and they're talking to people and there's you know and there's so many because um you know, the UFC is known for being stingy with their, with their comp tickets for, for fighters and stuff. So like yeah. some of their good fighters 
will say, "Hey, I want to, I want to go to the fights," and they're like, "No, we don't, we don't have any more comps," or they'll put them in really crappy seats or whatever. Well, Bellator loves having, and they welcome that, and they they love having all the former fighters there. They realize come out, it's come. good for business, it's good for the atmosphere and everything. Wow, man, that's that's just really you know it speaks you know speaks loudly of them over there and. Um, I'm grateful that we just have fights. You know, there's, of course, we hear people say everything under the sun about, you know, the organization over there, UFC, and hey, um, I'm still just grateful that we get to see fights. So, you know, I still, you know, hats off to Dana White and everything and all they're doing over there. But, um, you know, Bellator's doing an amazing thing over there as well. And there is a lot of fighters over there who paved the way for the fighters who are at the UFC to be able to do what they're doing. So, um, you know, it, that's why it goes hand in hand to watch them. And, you know, oh, and vice versa. There's a lot of UFC fighters that have gone over yeah. and made Bellator. With You're right. Now yep. too. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's it's, you know, it's a cool marriage. And um, it, it's it's cool because it, it looks like, you know, the new year 2023 is is going to start off with us getting back some of our 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 you know veteran fighters who've been off for just crazy reason that that would be conor mcgregor and and bones jones yeah from what it's looking like so there is no date okay so from what i'm understanding i think uh conor mcgregor and um i don't want to be wrong when i say conor mcgregor and it's going to come to me another name is going to be uh, doing the ultimate fighter. Yeah, right? they're, they're going to be the coach coaches. The, they're coaching the fight house. Who is the second person, bro? Do you remember? It's a. Uh, you know what's it's, funny is it's slipping my mind, too. Yeah, damn it. I'll it have is, to look uh, it up. I'll look it up. I don't want to look it up, but I know that we'll I know, sit here and keep... I know, because it's like I, I had it in my head. It was. It was uh, and it's a common name in the. Uh, in it the, sure is. In it's it's going to be MMA world. Right in the ass. Uh, it's going to be a huge pay per view. Uh, Chandler? Yeah, it is. It's Chandler. Michael there you Chandler. Go. Oh, you got okay, it before so, I even saw it. Yeah. All right, okay. So that's who's going to be Chandler. So then they're going to fight. They, I guess Michael Chandler's such a blast. Have you ever watched a boring Michael Chandler no, fight? No, no. So such it's a, going to be cool to see them two scrap. He's such a good dude, too. I've met him a few times. So really I don't nice really guy. watch the Ultimate Fighter that much, but I am now because Connor's going to be a coach and, and Chandler's going to be a coach. It's going to be cool to see those two kind of going neck and neck at each other and, and just interesting to watch. So I'm going to want to watch that. Connor is such a turd. Yeah. But my <laughs> but is. Michael Chandler, it's going to be interesting because Michael yeah. Chandler also doesn't really take himself too seriously either, I don't think. But I don't know. It's going to be... Uh, it's going to be interesting to watch for yeah, sure. Yeah. But, you know, Bones Jones and Cyro is definitely um, there. It's it's on. It's a card. It's up there. Um, it has a date. Oh, does that? And it has yeah, a date yeah, and everything. Oh, oh, yeah, it's the, you know, I would. That's I not going to be an easy fight for Bones. That's not a comeback fight. That well, is not a. I don't think that's a comeback fight, to be honest with you. Well, this is this is where how I think he sees it. You know, Sargain is really good for sure. They have this marked for March seventh. Okay. Okay. Um, that's right around the corner. That's uh, UFC two eighty five. That's going to be a good card. It's it's slated to have. Uh, Bo Nickel against Jamie Pickett. We got uh, Jeff Neal against Shavkat Rakamanov. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Valentina Shevchenko. She's going to be fighting Alexa Grasso. Oh, okay. That's a good matchup. Yeah, for sure. And then John Jones against Cyril Gain. So, you know, hey, 
I have, you know, I'm always going to go for Bones Jones. I love him. The guy I know, he's, he messes up. He's like Richard Pryor. He's like, you know, he's yeah. like any of the greats who who dabble in all of the fun things life has to offer him. Yeah. Um, yeah. He has made some dumb mistakes, but so have I. Who am I to judge this guy for those mistakes? Now, as far as what he's done in the ring. And he's served out the punishments, too. Right. I'm able to separate the two. Yeah. Um. What you do on the outside of the world, if you're a scumbag over there, then, you know, hey, if that being a scumbag runs off inside the ring, well, then, you know, I guess I'll have a problem. As far as just I'm going to leave that over there and I'm going to come over here and see the fight. You against Cyril Gain, let's go, bro. Yeah. I want to see you get your propers back and and be able to, you know, like reinvent yourself again. Yeah. Show everybody your... your you're real, the real version of John Jones. Cement that legend, not because because right now, right. right now, John Jones is a is absolutely a what could have been. Yeah, you're right, bro. And, it, and if he can come back and he can have that comeback fight, and that's not it's like I said, it's not going to be an easy fight for him. Nah. That's a lot of power that Jones has not ever faced. You are right. I, I don't. I can't remember Jones ever facing that kind of power before. So. You know, and I guarantee you that they're not letting him get punched over there at Jackson Wink very much. You know what I mean? Like he's he's high value property. So I, I mean, I'm not saying that it's. I'm just saying it's not going to be an easy fight. I don't think it's going to be interesting, boy. We are going to be tuned the hell in because yeah. that's going to be, a, you know, a really really awesome card to watch happen. Um, you know, in between until that fight comes. Um, you know, I'm not gonna say, you know, I'm not trying to shit on other people. Of course, 284 slated for Shannon Ross against Cleats and Rodriguez. Um, I mean, you know, that's that's the slated main card. Yeah. Um, you know, so when I say, um, you that know, one that can't be a pay per view. That's got to be a fight night or whatever, oh, whatever they it, call it. Nowadays. Yeah, please. That you know, we and and that's coming up. So that's this week. That's this weekend uh, coming up. And you know, Dana misses the days where he, he just one month it'll be Rousey, the next month it's McGregor, the next yeah. month it's Rousey, the next month it's <laughs> now looking now now this card and I'm I mean I'll just say it, 284 card it doesn't look the greatest. Um, we got like the two two fights already canceled off the main card. Um, you know that well that's the early prelims. Sorry about that. The actual main card. No, no, I'm sorry. I, I'll stand corrected as far as the main card this weekend. The main card this weekend is uh, Makhchev. He's going to be fighting Vol- Volkanovski. Oh, so there's okay. no oh. way. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'll stand corrected. I was looking at the early prelim saying that that sucked. Um, that one might not make it out of the first round. <laughs> yeah, this is going to this, this this is a Saturday. So um, that is going to be that's going to be something. That's going to be something. Uh, Yair Rodriguez, Josh Emmett, uh, Randy Brown. He's going to be uh, fighting Della Mataleo or, yeah, something like and that. Josh Emmett all of a sudden being active again. Josh Emmett's a Sacramento dude. Oh, okay. Yeah. Your he's, one of those, uh, he's one of those um, uh, Team Alpha Male guys. Right on. Jimmy yeah. Crude's going to be fighting Minifield. So, yeah, this this is going to be a cool card to see. There's some cancels on there, too. There's two cancels over there on this um prelim card um on the yeah preliminary so the early prelims look stacked well no there's two um 
cancels on there, but you know everybody will be ready to see Makachev and Volkanovski go at it. That's gonna be a fight. It's gonna be a good fight. I'm so gonna you have know, to put that one on. Yeah, so me and you have something good to talk about when, yeah. that, when that comes off. So, and like I said, Super Bowl weekend too. Right after that, we will not forget to talk about good Super Bowl weekend that will be happening the next day. It's gonna be so hard to watch. The way my 49ers went out was so hard. You know, I was in Texas, um, you know, which is crazy. Like I said, I came home. Um, Texas, my brother and my dad and my family members are 49er fans. So, you know, it's dope. So in Houston, that's where I went to visit. They, um, there are a, there are a lot of people who love the 49ers in Houston. And there are people from Houston, or the people who move there now. Mm-hmm. But they have their these 49er hubs at certain places in Houston. Nice. You show up, it's all 49ers. Everything, the bar, the people. It they 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 really go all out for the 49ers. So my brother That's took me so to one. Great. It was cool. You know, they had big screens up outside in the backyard, and, and you know, the backyard of a bar. And uh, they had bonfires and food and just you, they had it on a big screen and you can drink and music and it was wild. You and know, everybody Texas, was Niners. Everyone. That's every, so great. Everyone, everyone. And so it was when the game, when they won, It was that was a good game. When they beat the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, they beat the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, I bet. In Houston. Yeah. You know, they, we, we, people were going crazy. I bet, I bet, I bet Houston Texans fans really hate the Cowboys. Yeah. I bet they really hate the Cowboys. Yeah, they, do, they don't. Yeah, they don't really rock with the Cowboys at all. Well, the Houston Texans just hired the 49ers defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryans. So he's now, uh, the 49ers defensive coordinator is now the head coach of the the Houston Texans. Oh. And it's where he used to play. He was a he was a great player for them, and now um, he gets to go back there and coach. Yeah. Right on. So he's going to take a couple of 49er players with him, I'm sure. Yeah. That's kind of how it works. Wow. Yeah. wow. The 49ers, they did good, great on that game. Uh, they pulled it out uh, this last game. Like you said, their quarterback got hurt, and it went downhill from there. Yeah, the, yeah. Brock Purdy got hurt really early. It was kind of it felt like a dark cloud day where you right. like, oh, it just did't feel right, and you're like, uh, and he he goes down, and he's not able to come back in, and it was just weird because he's still standing on the sidelines, and he's trying right. trying to throw the ball, and he can't. And um, <laughs> I saw a video later of one of the players going and asking him if he's, aren't you ambidextrous? Can't you throw with your other hand? <laughs> they were oh, like trying to talk, man. trying to get him fired up. But then, uh, so Josh Johnson, who's been in the league forever. I mean, he's been in the league a long time. He came in, played for a little bit. He wasn't going to get the job done. It was it was just too much, I think, for him anyways. But, um, but he ended up getting hurt. So, you know, they ended up putting... Purdy, the the first guy that got hurt back in, but he can't throw the ball. So all they could do is hand off the ball, hand off the ball. The other team knows that that's all you can do. So there's no real. All you do is just stop the defense, stop the run. You know. So I mean, it was it was sad, and it and it made the game kind of boring, and it made it go by kind of fast because it's when you run when you run the ball, the clock just keeps moving. You know. Yeah. When you throw the ball, if somebody doesn't catch it, then it stops. And, you know, when it's there's just a bunch of reasons the clock stops. But when you're running the ball, it just keeps going and going and going. Wow. So it was like a, oof, man, that was the yeah. ugly one. Yeah, my brother was working that day in his shop. That you know, that's my fight shop, and he just he said, "Man, I stayed there. I didn't even watch it." He's like, "I was my girl was telling me about it, but he's like, the, the store was busy, so I stayed there." I was like, "Man," and he's diehard. 
like my dad is. My dad's diehard. I wish I had a shop to tend at that day. I just I felt like I mean by the I mean by the by probably the fourth quarter I wasn't even watching anymore. I was wow, just like I couldn't handle done. it anymore. Yeah. yeah. Done. Yeah. It wasn't it was just sad. It wasn't like it was it wasn't like this feeling of, oh, we lost or it wasn't it was just sad because I don't, I don't know. It was it's hard to describe that. But it's not no. the same as losing. It's definitely not the same as losing. No, you just it was like like just this is this is can't be happening. Yeah. Can't be happening. You weren't bested. They weren't bested. Right. They just. They were close. They yeah. were so close. One game away. Yeah. The, the thing was this, that destiny feeling where it just felt like nothing was going to be able to stop them. Right. Nothing felt like, like 11, 12 games in a row. Nothing felt like it was going to stop them. And it just felt like you get to where you're feeling like, oh, that's destiny. This is going to work. And I start getting excited because I'm thinking about how a lot of my memories in my childhood were around the times 49ers won Super Bowls. And that's how I kind of remember timeline stuff kind of, you know? And so I'm thinking, oh, my kids are going to get to experience this now. You know, they get to actually see their team win a Super Bowl rather than hear stories about when they won one when your dad was a teenager. Damn, bro, that's, you know that's what I mean? heartbreaking. Now yeah. it's making it even... Man. Yeah, so you like, so then you're like, oh, come on. And then, you know, there's the thought where, like, oh, they're so good, then they've got to be back next year. But that's not how it works. Nope, because coaches get rid of the vibe, the vibe that, was, that got them there. Coaches don't have any faith in it because they're like, it didn't take us there. So people start. Injuries you know, happen. Like, Everybody gets a year splitting older. Up. Yeah. yeah. Everybody gets a year older. The coaches, like you're saying, there's, there's, Coaches kind of because they had so much success, the coaching's kind of splintering off a little bit. And yeah. You just never know. I mean, yeah, I'd like to think that they're going to be just a solid. I believe they're going to be because I think that when somebody leaves, they're replacing with somebody as good. So, but you know, there's no guarantees. So it's just kind of a one of those things. I was really excited for my kids. I was really excited thinking this is something that yeah. they'll remember for the rest of their life. I could see that, bro. I I definitely understand what you're saying. That's kind of like, eh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about, and they're damn. so good, they'll sit and they'll watch documentaries with me of stuff that happened when I was 15 years old. You know what I mean? Like we'll watch the 88, 89, you know, um, Super Bowls, right? You know, and they they'll they'll watch it and they'll enjoy watching Joe Montana and all this stuff. Even though it was a completely different game back then, it was a lot more. Yeah physical and a lot more you know people wow. took on damage and stayed out stayed in the game <laughs> yeah that's crazy that's really cool though yeah, mm. i always see you with the kids and you you you're sharing that with them so yeah that 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 really was a, a a heartbreaking day i'm sure for you my brother my dad uh me i'm not a football fan per se i didn't really get you know i wasn't really into football and basketball like i will tell you more like fighting basketball any i mean fighting boxing comes on i'm like whoa let's go i'm ready to watch it um so you know i know what you mean bro yeah yeah it's bittersweet i like the i started really to get getting into the uh to like the mma i, I really liked boxing like in my military days and then when, once mma kind of caught my eye it was like the same level of love that i had for football right Baseball is a different kind of a love. Baseball is like a, a peaceful, um, and baseball for me also represents 
because I study a lot of baseball history. It's my way to understand history and the way history works a lot, if that makes sense. Because I I can look at what happened at what times, and that's how I can say, oh, this is what the world was like at this time, you know? Yeah. And then, um, but it's it's something that brings me peace, and it's something that I can find almost... um, I don't want to say religious because I don't want to be sacrilegious, but like, right. but it, there is something to it. There's definitely like a link to it that's more than just watching a game, you know. Yeah. But with football, there was like a. There's always been like a true love for it, and the MMA is the same thing. Where I'm like, I really love this sport, and then the closer I got to it, you know, and I think when I first started to like it, I didn't even really understand what I liked so much about it. Yeah. But then the closer you get to it, and you realize what the camaraderie is like and how how bad somebody has to want this in order to be just good enough to walk into a cage like dude it's such a spe- it's a very very special sport yeah. like it's not a kind of sport where there's you know a high school coach calling you when you're in junior high saying hey i saw you look like you're going to be about 5 foot 10 by the end of the summer why don't you come see me we're looking you don't get yeah. that in the sport you have to have a set of skills and then you have to go, you have to have balls of steel to just go, you know what? I'm, I'm willing to just take that wall. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It take, you have to, you have to want this you you as a person has to want to go in there and learn the skill. You know, sometimes your parents can introduce you. They introduce you. Your dad may have been in football or basketball when he grew up. So he introduces it to you, hockey, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, I it, you know you, I don't know your dad could have been his dad could have been a boxer and taught him to be a boxer. Boxing is passed on. I see how that you can kind of pass it down to a kid because and boxing kind of has filters too, where like you know if you're going to be a good boxer or not. Are you sure? Maybe you don't know if you're not good, but you know that you're not competitive at some right. point. Right. Like, because the first thing is your dad wants to teach you to defend yourself. So he's going to teach you how to fight. Mm-hmm. And that's going to come with punching. Now, hopefully, your dad, somebody taught him how to at least punch and block his head. So that's not teaching you boxing, but it's trying to teach you to stand up for yourself. Mm-hmm. But that can drift you into, oh, I like, you know, when a, when a boy punched me, it was a good punch. So I took him down to the nearest gym and told the you know somebody to work on it with him. So that's what happens with kid, how kids turn into boxing and stuff like that. But I believe with MMA, no, that's like something you you literally have to want to do. You have to mm-hmm. you have to want to go and learn and sit and mat time and more mat time and more mat time and literally learn it you probably ha- i'm assuming you have to ask a lot of questions too yep. i'm assuming you have to go up to people and go so how do you how do you figure yep. this thing out how do you like i'm assuming there's a lot of that yep and yep. you don't have that in other sports in other sports it's there's a coach that's like okay this is how this is done this is how it's done yep. in the cage you're in there basically almost you know in your underwear and it's you and you can probably barely hear your coaches most of the time and you're you're just you've got to decipher. Okay, does my coach have a realistic view of what I'm doing here? Does he do they know what you know? Yeah, that's why. Or does my instinct know better? That's why the the grand thing is to get your opponent to the side where your coaches are. Yeah. If you can get them over there, now you can hear your coaches quite well telling you how to dominate this person, and vice versa. So yeah. you know it's a it's a great game of of 
chess. Um, I've had a great time getting in there and like making your mind um, figure this stuff out, you know, at the moment and one step ahead. That's how you, it's really how you have to think. You have to have a move that you're going to do and a move that you're going to do after. So if you have that thought pattern, that means you're always punching or kicking or doing something. It's, you know, if I'm doing something now, I have to have a move after. So if I have to move after the thing I just did, then I have to have another thing to do and something after that to do. That's my mentality. That's why right. That's why I'm able to just boom, 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 boom. Because I keep thinking and thinking and thinking. And I have these moves made up. There's two, and there's another two, and there's another two, and there's another. And I just keep going. That's kind of how comedy is, where, like, once you're into something, like you're into a bit, I'm thinking, what's what am I going to talk about? next because I'm, right. I'm comfortable with what i'm talking about now now i kind of basically know what i'm supposed to say what am i going to say next that's why when you're doing like a stage kind of a show where you're right. trying to like stay in order which that's what i did at levity was i was trying to stay in order i didn't have any interest in going out and playing with the audience i was actually trying to like accomplish my set you know what i mean yeah <coughs> excuse me so like um so when somebody like if you go out and you have that intention of going in order and then somebody starts throwing stuff at you like it's still fun and i could still be like it's still be funny in that situation right but then i have such a hard time of getting back to where i was that i jump all over the place and then i usually end up leaving most of my best stuff out when that happens it's kind of yeah crazy. <laughs> it was good that you were able to block it out you just yeah. blocked it and did your show which was awesome to hear. Yeah, I had just done a show like maybe a week or two before where I, I was set out to do that exactly the way I did it in the order. And um, I had the uh, I had people that kept talking to me. And then I yeah. missed so many chunks of what I hecklers. wanted to do. That's true. Yeah. What they call hecklers. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> if I was going to I'd be like, I'm going to shut the fuck up. <laughs> fucking up my set. I used to, I man, I used to fight, man. That's you. I wonder, I, did, I wonder if if that was like part of my skit. Like, yeah, you know, before I met, you know, before I, you know, ran into comedy, I was, you know, a fighter. And, you know, get out there and, you know, and fight people. I was really good, too. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd fuck some people up. I was a champion. I got a belt. <laughs> Watch everybody, like, see how many people probably don't. Want yeah. to provoke you? <laughs> no, nobody's gonna say anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I any laughs after that. He's like, where'd everybody go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was really cool. I enjoyed being around you and seeing that time, and even meeting the people. Um, you know, they're your circle of friends and the comedy world. Those people are all just good people, great people, and have fun. Yeah, I try to work with. The definitely the group that we had that night. It's a very um, like a nurturing group and a very we work together and we do you know I, I think common goal type stuff. So it was a, it was a good it was a good fun evening. I definitely enjoyed myself and I really um, I felt comfortable on stage for the first time in a while too, which was nice. So looking forward to next. Yeah, whatever's coming next. Me too. I'm enjoying my. I'm enjoying doing it, so I'm, I can't wait to get back out. And, yeah, you're on and a roll and, now, and add more stuff. And yeah, I got a couple other stories that I'm I'm, I'm wanting to like throw in there now, where I'm going. Okay, now that I have, um, so I have that. I have the story about 
you know, the drill instructor. That's kind of in motion to where I know that it's funny now. Right. It's not my it's not my best thing, but I know no. that it's funny, so I know that I, I don't need to give up on it. So now I can throw something else out there and start going, okay, is this funny enough? Right. I just have to be careful not to put it, even though it's going to be similar subject matter, like in that I think it's a military story, if I remember right. Um, but it, it, it'll be near the military story, but it can't be sandwiched with it. Because okay. if it fails, it's going to make them both fail. For sure. Because <laughs> the other one doesn't have good enough legs yet. You have to spread them out. Yeah. So, yeah, it's still, I mean, it sounds weird, but like when you're writing it out, you have to be analytical about it. Just just like you do going yeah. into a cage. People think, oh, two, two fighters going into a cage, they don't think how much analytics go into it. Like wow. you said, it's way more like chess than it is like some, you know, just random like, fight. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're just in there like a street fight, and we're just go for what you know, man. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely not that. Yeah, that's why we have this show, bro. You know, we 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 find that common uh, connection between comedy and uh, mixed martial arts, and yeah, made this cool show. So, well, congratulations on your big win at Thank the you. Fit Expo. I'm so proud of you for that. Thank you, bro. Congratulations on a great show. Thank you. I can't believe it took us this long to sit down and uh, and and talk about it, but. <laughs> It's, it's been, been a, a pretty crazy on. year. Mm-hmm. Pretty crazy. It's already started off crazy. So, um, yeah, that's that's the reason why. But we're gonna make sure that we can keep it going on. We got some stuff to come up, especially I, I you know, we got a good fight coming up this weekend. So we're definitely gonna want to recap after seeing what happens. Yeah, most definitely. And so, what do we have coming up? Do you have anything scheduled for? Uh... Uh, nope. Right now, we would at our gym. Right now, we're really just getting a few of our fighters ready for the competitions or the fights that they're going to be in, which are coming up on February. That is like the seventeenth, or yeah, I think it's like the seventeenth, or. So Shumash. No, the, one of them is in Hamford. Oh, okay. Uh, for five one nine fights. Mm-hmm. Um, out there, and then the other one is for the um, one of our youngsters who's like 17 years old. This is going to be a second fight for uh, down in LA. It's it's a it's where youngsters get to fight MMA. Oh, nice. Um, but they can't punch in the face. Okay. They can hit in the body and take down and you know submit. Um, it gets them prepared for, you know, when they do uh, get up there and be able to fight in the competition. So we got one fighter who's going to be going, uh, he's 17, uh, fighting in February, same day. Nice. Yeah, so should be cool. Well, I mean, you guys will still hear more about it when it gets closer. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait to hear about it. That's so cool. Yeah, a lot, a lot going on. Yeah, comedy-wise, we still have our show at the Hangar Bar and Grill over there in Santa Paula at the last Friday of the month. Uh, Friday, I believe it's the 24th, we have the hilarious Mark Yaffe. Mark Yaffe is a guy who's actually been in my comedy life for a really long time. Um, in my first year of comedy, I used to tour up and down um, the Northwest a lot. Okay. I didn't get paid. I would just go up and down just for the experience. I'd just catch rides with comedians and go up. And... Um, uh, Yaffe was one of the comics that I went up with. And we actually stayed like with my grandparents for a little while and did a bunch of, uh, uh, of um, shows up there. Um, and so it was like in my first couple of years of comedy. So so I've known him forever. Good dude. So wow. we're looking forward to having him out here. Yeah. So with wow. that, so we're having him. I believe that's February 24th. So giggleslive.com for tickets on that. And um, I, there's another Spar Star coming up soon. 
And I believe Bellator is coming back to Southern California. Well, let's try to get up in there. Yeah. I've got to, to, it's been a while. Got to double check that schedule. And I really do. Okay. I want to try to get us into the Bellator because Bellator would be a great fit for us for sure. If we can, let's do it. Yeah. Either or. All right, man. Anything else you want to add before we bounce on out of here? Oh, man. You know, we've covered basic. We've covered a lot today. It's been a really great show. Um, you guys will definitely hear from us, you know, and, and we won't keep you guys out of the loop. Uh, so long next time. Yeah, we'll uh, we're gonna be more consistent. That's for sure. We're gonna try to make sure we go. don't we don't let it get yeah, too we'll far let out. You guys hang. Leave <laughs> you guys hanging. Well, that's it. That's right. And also the sports expo over at the Ventura Fairgrounds on March nineteenth. That's a Sunday. 